welcome back to the AT with you and me. I'm your host, Ruben Dryblatt, trail name Squeaks. Happy to be here with you for episode five of the podcast. This is going to be the Pennsylvania pod. We're talking about Pennsylvania, everybody. I'll also mention some other states that we've passed through and some of what's gone down over there, but I wanted to focus on Pennsylvania because it's really uh, it's a polarizing state for a lot of thru-hikers, often seen as the worst state on the trail and very rocky and whatnot, which I'll get into, but I was interested in possibly changing the perception of the state. Uh, and in part, I was hoping to have a guest here to talk about their experience with Pennsylvania to get some some different perspectives. But um, it's been a struggle, I will say. It's been a struggle to find uh, the right time and place with the right people, having enough charge on your battery for the phone and, uh, you know, being in a spot that's not too busy with other hikers, but it's also quiet enough to record. There is just so much uh, to factor in when doing a podcast on the road, on the trail, such as this one. Uh, Hopefully it's not too noisy in the background. I think it'll be okay. I'm on uh, Vermont Route 12 right now near Woodstock, Vermont. So there's definitely some cars in the background, but we're going to do our best to to persevere, to push through, to rise above. uh, And uh, hopefully there'll be some engaging content for you to enjoy. Speaking of engaging content for you to enjoy, I enjoyed... Bo Burnham's Inside, uh, his new comedy special, relatively new comedy special, last night uh, before I went to bed. I uh, had a little stealth campsite by a stream. It was truly lovely, and the special is great and gives some good insight into what last year was like for a lot of folks. Um, of course, everyone's experience is different, and you can't extrapolate his experience uh, to talk about everyone else's, but it, it, it spoke to me uh, as someone who felt, you know, a bit isolated last year. So the whole special is recorded in one room. He really did the whole thing, wrote it, edited it, shot it, the whole nine yards, and then some, or should I say the whole nine miles, seeing as we're, it's a hiking podcast. Um, bad, bad pun. Uh, well, regardless, I uh, encourage you to take a listen, uh, take a watch of that comedy special if you are so inclined. I'm a fan of Bo Burnham, so... Maybe you can be too, and then we can be friends. Uh, this <laughs> this podcast is going to be different than last one. It's just me. It's another solo cast, but I hope you enjoyed the reverse podcast with Amanda and Dan. That was a lot of fun, in my opinion. They asked some great questions and uh, got Stephen and me thinking about, uh, you know, what uh, our experience was like. And uh, it's good to it's good to be pushed sometimes and. We often spend time, especially on the trail, in our heads thinking about what's going on and how we're feeling and this and that, but very good to verbalize that and get that out there, uh, especially, in my opinion, in a, it's good to get it out there in a public way because uh, it makes you uh, think about what, what you are really feeling and uh, maybe you hold back on certain things because you want to keep that private, but... Uh, Maybe you say other stories and other thoughts and feelings because you know it's going to be public. So just some uh, little thoughts on public versus private there. Uh, Not that it really matters. But again, let's uh, let's get back to Pennsylvania. And before I do that, uh, I want to note that I'm ideally going to have a thru-hiker on the podcast as a guest. Uh, I'm currently shacked up with this man named Richard, who actually doesn't have a trail name. Uh, ex-military guy through hiking the AT. He's done it before. He's done a lot of other trails before. He's got a, a rich hiking history, so he'd be great to have on. Um, 
We're staying at a sort of secret hostel of sorts right off Route 12 at Dan Quinn's house, who's also a former thru-hiker, right near On the Edge Farm, um, which is somewhat known about, uh, but not known by that many. Uh, most of what people find out is through word of mouth, um, and a lot of that comes from Gut Hooks, which is the mapping service app that I'd say 80% of the hikers I've met have been using, but neither of these places are on Gut Hooks, so found about found them out from word of mouth and from Steven and, um, you know, just from some comments that, that people left on different things. So, uh, it's a, it's a lovely place to stay. I'm doing a lighter day to day called a Nero, a near zero. Uh, I did a Nero yesterday and a zero the day before and a Nero the day before. I'm trying to give Steven time to catch up cause he was hiking with his girlfriend, Liz, uh, who is uh, lovely to meet, um, at the Polish hermit's place. Speaking of the Polish hermit, that was quite a wild ride in Cheshire, Massachusetts. Uh, really, really uh, kind guy uh, who let us stay over at his house, uh, Dirty Dan, who I've been hiking with, who I was going to try to get for the Pennsylvania pod because he actually got injured in Pennsylvania, and I wanted his perspective on that. But um, Dirty Dan and, uh, and and me were at the – Dirty Dan and I were at uh, – sorry, I recently uh, kind of figured out the distinction with the – um, Dirty Dan and me versus Dirty Dan and I uh, about subject versus object. So I'm doing my best to uh, keep that nice and tight because grammar has never been my my strongest suit. But uh, <laughs> regardless, uh, the Polish hermit was was a true riot, and he was very kind to Dan uh, and me. Uh, and uh, we had a blast at his house and uh, collecting chicken eggs and turkey eggs and frying those up and. Uh, it, it couldn't have been nicer. He let us stay over and shower, and uh, sleeping in a real bed is always a treat when you're sleeping out in a tent most of the time. So big shout-out to the Polish Hermit. Thank you for all that you do for thru-hikers. For for me, it was it was really a, it was a treat to be on the farm. That's been one of the highlights of the trip so far in terms of the trail angels. Also hit some incredible trail magic in Vermont with back-to-back Saturday and Sunday. Uh, people in parking lots just set up making food, burgers, dogs, eggs with sausage. I, it was just, you know, beers and snacks and, and Gatorade and resupply food. It, just everything and anything that you wanted they, they had there and great to have an excuse to just you know take off your shoes kick back relax and 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 fuel up you know eat some good food that's not some trail food really really does go a long way as i mentioned i am on route 12 of vermont i've come 860 miles from mile 868 in uh shenandoah national park mccormick gap so i've nearly come the distance that it will take for me to go from McCormick Gap down south to Springer Mountain in Georgia, and that's uh, significant. You know, that's uh, it's a it's going to be a good hike down south, and I'm pretty confident that um, Stephen and me will be able to do that much faster than it has been for us to get from here uh, from McCormick Gap to here. But you know, we'll see uh, the terrain. While maybe being a little less difficult, uh, it's still it's new to us, and uh, there's the balance of you know wanting to make miles and wanting to go quickly so that you know the trail doesn't drag on and on and on. But 
also wanting to take it at uh, you know a leisurely pace somewhat and really stopping to smell the roses so to speak and you know literally figuratively um, so there, there's a lot to consider with uh, the remainder of the trip but um, it's 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 been amazing so far we really flew through New Jersey New York Connecticut and Massachusetts those are of course smaller states in their mileage and I have their mileage here. New Jersey was 72 miles, New York 88, Connecticut 51, Massachusetts 90. So, you know, definitely smaller compared to Pennsylvania, which I'll be talking about at length today, which is 230 miles. Now, if you look up some of these mileage uh, markers online, you might get different results. You have to account for the fact that the AT is frequently redrawn uh, sort of every year or so. Uh, They kind of adjust it here or there. Sometimes there's a bridge blowout over a, 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 a river or a stream that really can't be passed otherwise, or there's erosion and they want to avoid uh, further trampling of, you know, ferns and, and, and whatnot, especially if it's an endangered plant species or something along those lines. So if your mileage markers uh, vary online, uh, know that this is uh, taken from, <laughs> I think it was maybe the 2017 um, mileage markers. I, I kind of just looked it up on Google, but they, they, they're essentially the same. They might be off by a mile or two of what they are currently, but again, it doesn't really matter. Just note that Pennsylvania is approximately 230 miles. So I want to talk all about Pennsylvania. Um, as, as I mentioned, it has, you know, it has uh, a reputation for being the worst state to hike through, uh, really rocky. They call it Rocksylvania, where boots go to die, yada, yada. Uh, I, I, my experience with it wasn't that bad. Uh, however, I will say that like many things in life, you can kind of get swept up into thinking about it a certain way when other people are talking about it in that way. So, uh, it's, it's good to note that and then try to remove yourself from maybe the reputation and the perception that is getting implanted into your, (laughs) into your mind and try to think about it a little more objectively. Of course, your subjective experience is always overlaid on that, but, uh, I'm going to do my best to, to talk about it in an objective way and, uh, talk about what I enjoyed and, uh, it was, you know, our first real big state accomplishment. Not only is Stephen from Pennsylvania, so that was uh, pretty cool, and his parents actually came out to visit us twice. But, uh, you know, it, it was it was a significant state to get through, um, mileage wise. Uh, starting at the north end of of Shenandoah, you know, we we covered a bit of Virginia, probably like a hundred or so miles. West Virginia is only four miles. It's it's nothing. Maryland is like 30 miles, 40 miles, uh, but Pennsylvania is a, a big heifer, you know, uh, so getting through that and getting on into New Jersey, crossing the Delaware River was was truly, truly significant, and we celebrated hard. Uh, we went up to the Poconos with Don Snyder, who was uh, a friend of Stephen's father's from high school, and we went sailing in the Poconos on Lake Wallenpawpack. It was an absolute blast. Uh, could not have had more fun. And uh, thank you to Jake Ditkoff and Mitch Locke for, for joining me up there. Also a shout out to Jake for taking over audio producing role here on the podcast. He is our new mixer, master, and uploader. 
uh, big shout out to him for doing that. Um, I, I, I think that the audio production will only continue to improve for the podcast. And uh, yeah, big, big shout out. And also a shout out, of course, for helping us out over uh, Memorial Day weekend, which was incredibly rainy and cold. And sort of every through hiker knows where they were on Memorial Day weekend of 2021 because uh, it was a flashpoint, uh, flash floods. Uh, no good. So very, very important that we got off trail and got to a, a warm place with lovely fluffy dogs and delicious home cooking. Thank you, Robin. Uh, so shout out to the Ditkoffs for all their hospitality as we marched through New Jersey to New York. But we're past New York, baby. We're past Connecticut, past Massachusetts. We are in Vermont now. And uh, frankly, we're pretty close to New Jersey. We're only about, I mean, <laughs> New Hampshire. Sorry, all the new states getting caught in my brain. But yeah, we're about uh, 30 miles from Hanover, where Dartmouth is and where the trail crosses into New Hampshire and then proceeds to go through the White Mountains. So very excited for all of that to come. But getting back to Pennsylvania, so Pennsylvania is known to be sort of a blah state, um, not a lot of great views. The best views are from the power lines when you're sort of on the top of some of the ridges like the Kittanini Ridge. Um, you know, there's there's some dangerous parts as well. There's uh, in, in, the, in the northern part where there's a lot of rocks, there's a zinc pile Superfund site, which is what it's literally called, coming out of Palmerton. Uh, so that is certainly treacherous, but I will say when you uh, the climb out of Palmerton was difficult, but a, a ton of fun. I mean, it's super steep and sort of hand over hand rock scramble, but you get unbelievable views uh, of Palmerton, and uh, it was a really nice respite from the just views from the power line. So I found that to be to be wonderful, despite the fact that. Yes, you know, the water sources in that area were tainted and difficult. Uh, there was an amazing thru-hiker named Mun, uh, who is a, uh, a former thru-hiker, currently Trail Angel. He was leaving these water caches, sort of 20-gallon jugs of water that he was filling up from his, uh, you know, faucet or uh, from his spigot out back. Kind of tasted like spigot water, but that's no problem with me. Uh, and it was leaving them at road crossings for about 20 miles in the northern Pennsylvania section. And frankly, the trail would not have been possible to pass had he not been doing that. It was incredibly hot, uh, and you just can't you just can't hike 20 plus miles uh, in that kind of heat without water. You will die. You will get heat exhaustion. It's very very dangerous. So. Uh, a, a huge shout out to Mun for for doing that, and apparently he's going to be doing it clean until August, which is going to be great for the people who are going Nobo, who you know are a little slower, maybe started out later on. Uh, on that note about Mun, apparently the ATC, the Appalachian Trail Conservancy, wants him to stop doing that. Uh, allegedly, this isn't a hundred percent, but it does seem that this is true uh, because yeah, they're concerned about liability. Someone could poison the water or whatnot. Meanwhile, the water sources there are either non-existent or are literally poisonous, full of heavy metals. So the fact that the ATC hasn't done something about the water sources for years is is beyond upsetting. It is just, uh, it's irresponsible. And uh, what Mun is doing is uh, truly a lifesaver. So uh, I want to say thank you, Mun. And I also want to say that the ATC will no longer be getting 15% of the donations to my trail fund. Uh, I know I haven't really been pitching that too hard recently, but 
I do have a trail fund for happenings around town, for hostels, uh, for resupply, for food, for new shoes. Uh, it really goes a long way, whatever people can contribute. I, I, I do appreciate it. Uh, so you can Venmo me at Ruben-Dryblatt. You can hit me up on Cash App at Ruben Sandy. Uh, however however you prefer to, to send money, I will uh, appreciate anything and everything that that you do send me. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to take a picture of some of the stuff I buy with my smiling face, even though I don't love my smile. Aww. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'll send that over to you if you would like it. So... Uh, yeah, whatever whatever you can contribute, I, I do appreciate it. Uh, we'll put those notes in the show liner. Uh, Jake, take note, and I'll, I'll also follow up with you on that. But uh, getting back to Pennsylvania, I have uh, a lot to, lot to comment on, as I've mentioned uh, and kind of glossed over a little. Uh, it was actually my birthday in Pennsylvania. Yay! I turned 25. It was very, uh, you know, frankly, actually, I know I'm a little sarcastic when I say that, yay, but it was an exciting birthday, I think, in part because 24 was so dismal, uh, turning 24 in COVID and lockdown and quarantine solo, isolated in the apartment, inside. Um, this is such a stark uh, juxtaposition to last year. It's, it's, it's night and day, literally. Um, because I, I celebrated it most notably uh, <laughs> at night last year in uh, the dark of, of New York, whereas for 25, I celebrated it uh, outside in the day. Uh, I was in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, where Dickinson College is, and we were with the Greenisons, who's uh, a college, uh, sort of a college friend of Stevens. Their parents were incredibly generous Um which has been a theme for for many of the people we've we've met, uh, but truly, really, really could not have asked for more. The father Scott, I believe, gave me uh, a hiking shirt, which has been tremendously valuable. As the shirt I had was just an absolute sink for sweat, and this one wicks much better and is uh, is a button down, so I'm able to, you know, adjust the buttons for better breathability. And it, it was just amazing staying at their place and, and seeing Carlisle too was a, it was a lovely town. We took uh, a zero there, a day of no hiking, as 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 mentioned. Celebrated the birthday at a microbrewery um, <laughs> with a prohibition theme, actually. Uh, and the beer was great, and the meals were were fantastic and filling. And if they didn't charge us a thing, it, it really couldn't have been nicer and uh, the mother even baked me a cake which was lovely i hadn't had birthday cake in a long time so that was super sweet they slack packed us two days in a row incredible slack packing is when you leave your pack with somebody hike with just sort of water and food and then uh, get picked up uh, later on by those people and they either give you your pack back and you can camp in the woods or uh, as the greenisons did they took us back to their place and let us shower and sleep in in beds so Really incredible hospitality, uh, and I just couldn't ask for more from them. So thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for the Greenisons for the birthday for all you guys did for us in Carlisle. Could not have, could not have been better. Um, what else? What else? Oh well. Also, right before we got uh, stopped off, dropped off, picked up by the Greenisons, uh, that was uh, in Pine Grove State Park, Pine Grove Furnace. There was uh, a famous AT challenge 
called the Half Gallon Challenge. Uh, I posted a video of that on the Instagram. That's at A-T-R-E-U-B-E-N, at at Ruben, essentially. It's supposed to be A-T Ruben with a little play on the at symbol, uh, if everyone finds that as hilarious as I do. But in Pine Grove State Park, there is a, a famous challenge where you're supposed to eat a half gallon of ice cream in under 30 minutes. I did it. It was absolutely brutal, but, you know, my male chauvinist ego just forced me to do the food challenge. No, I, I wanted to do the food challenge. I, I find them them fun and exceedingly American. Uh, and uh, I very much enjoyed it uh, while I was eating it initially. And then, of course, afterwards, I was in an absolute coma, food coma, for at least 45 minutes. My entire body was in shock by the amount of sugar that I'd eaten. Insulin production was at an all-time high. I ate a quart and a half of Neapolitan ice cream, and then I ate a pint of mint chocolate chip ice cream. Uh, truly uh, an insane amount of ice cream to eat in that period of time. It was also a cold day, and it was raining. Uh, I mean, it, maybe if you do it in the hot sun, it could be a little better, though I think that would have its own challenges. Uh, Stephen was a real saint and a trooper, and brought me a warm bag of water that I pressed against my small intestine and stomach uh, <laughs> in an attempt to keep the ice cream moving through me. Um, I was really comatose for a bit, so that was insane, but uh, a lot of fun to do, and uh, yeah, shout out to uh, the Pine Grove State Furnace for uh, State Park, State Furnace, I, I can't really remember, but Shout out to them for, for that challenge uh, because, you know, it's a big, uh, regardless of whether you do it or not, it's, it's exciting to get there. It's a spot that a lot of hikers know about and a lot of hikers who do vlogs or whatnot uh, are always, they always mention it in their, in, their, uh, in their vlogs online. So everybody knows about it and it's exciting to get there and, and watch people do it even if you don't do it yourself. Um, so that was a very, very fun fun moment there and uh it was also uh you know it was in the southern mid-southern part of the pennsylvania trail so at that point the trail had really kind of been fine there wasn't an excessive amount of rocks which certainly exists once you pass duncannon um and i think that's really where the the trail gets its bad reputation uh in pennsylvania is because of all the little tiny rocks that really just poke and and prod your feet. It's a lot of wear and tear. Um, so I, I get that that's why people don't like Pennsylvania. I, I think, um, you know, and this was mentioned actually by Dirty Dan, that if every hiker went through and sort of just tossed a rock or two off to the side, uh, the trail wouldn't be like that anymore. Um, so, I, you know, it's an interesting thought. I also think the ATC, seeing as they love to reblaze and reroute the trail every year, uh, why not reroute it through some different parts of PA? You know, there's certainly other pretty parts, and uh, it doesn't have to be miserable for everybody. Um, but again, I, I think in hindsight, it wasn't wasn't as miserable as people say. It was just difficult, and um, you know, everybody, maybe not everybody, but through hikers seem to they they complain a lot, um, and it's something I've trying to monitor in my own life, trying not to complain too much. After all, this is a voluntary trip. No one has to be here. You can go home if you want to. So keeping all that in mind, um, I think it's good to be 
uh, a little more grateful for the fact that I even have the two legs to go over these rocks because not everybody can do that. Not everybody can can conquer a state like Pennsylvania, and uh, it's uh, it's an amazing thing uh, to be able to, to have made it through, to have challenged myself, to have succeeded, and have to pushed north and to have pushed north to uh, where I am now in Vermont. I'm I'm very happy with that. There's also some some cool Civil War. Uh, sites uh, as well as in Maryland, um, where the Civil War battles were, and there's some some old uh, there's some signs that, that that talk about some of the some of the battles, and um, I wouldn't say it's uh, nostalgic, but it's it's historic, uh, and it, it harkens back to a to a time uh, that was also you know much much more difficult. They weren't really so concerned about the rocks on the trail; they were uh, more concerned about <laughs> Uh, you know, not not losing to the south or not losing to the north, depending on which side uh, you're on. Uh, <laughs> but Pennsylvania took us 17 days to complete, uh, plus the zero in Carlisle, so I suppose 18 days. Although that might have been factored in, it was it was May 5th to May 22nd, uh, which is a long time ago now, coming at you from June 25th. But uh, you know, I I wanted to to talk about Pennsylvania because. Again, as I mentioned, I, I think it, you know, it gets a pretty, pretty bad rap. Uh, but we had a lot of fun in it at different moments, uh, despite its difficulties. So that's uh, that's good to note. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it's a hell of a journey. Uh, I'm glad we made it through. I'm glad we we conquered it all 230 miles of it. <coughs> Clearing my throat there. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of all I have to say um, on Pennsylvania for now, uh, and really probably for the remainder of the pod, unless uh, I'm able to get somebody else to talk to me about Pennsylvania. But uh, I-, I thought it deserved uh, a little bit of its own episode. Uh, later on in this episode, you might hear a through hiker interview with Richard. Going to do my best to to try to get him on. He said he had some interest. Uh, but I think we're going to possibly order a pizza. Hey, now. Get a little non-trail food. That'd be amazing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, going to keep pushing on. It's been it's been wonderful so far. I want to stress that I really am enjoying it, despite some of the difficulties and some of the blisters in, in Pennsylvania and whatnot. All in all, it really, really has been a lot of fun. And I've met some incredible people, seen some beyond breathtaking views uh, there is really nothing like through hiking and just being outside for this extended period of time and just hiking all day uh, or for the large chunk of a day. It's um, it's it's uh, it's eye opening. I mean, it's it's eye opening. It's mind opening. It it makes you reevaluate a lot a lot in life and 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 how we spend our lives. Um, and I think that's part and parcel why Vagabonding uh, spoke to me as the book to bring on this trip. Um, and I'll be reading an excerpt from that later, uh, so stay tuned for that. Don't think I forgot. I'm almost done with it as well. I know I've been reading it kind of slowly. I've also been listening to a number of audiobooks. Uh, not that it's some kind of competition I can take as long as I want, so stop pressuring me to finish it, huh? No, just kidding. Uh, I should finish it, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you'll, you'll hear an excerpt from that later. I uh, hope you enjoyed this little dive into Pennsylvania. I know I didn't go super, super deep, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the whole kit and caboodle.
talk to you guys later. stumbled upon uh, a little through hiker here. Uh, his name is Steven. Uh, <laughs> Good <laughs> we afternoon. Are, we are reunited. We are we are back together. We are at Dan Quinn's secret hostel, as I was talking about uh, on the first section of this podcast. This podcast coming in a couple different splices, uh, and that's sometimes how life life rolls. We're on the third floor of a barn, still <laughs> still by uh, Route Twelve. It's very noisy, but hopefully not too noisy for a little podcast. So. I agree. Thank you very much. Yeah. We're currently about 370 miles away from the northern terminus of the trail on Katahdin in Maine. Massive. So, yeah, the mountain is going to be very difficult uh, mm. for that final final summit. It's about seven or eight miles from base camp in Baxter State Park to the top. And they also, you have to time it with the weather. If the weather is bad, you won't be able to summit. So, just thinking about that, thinking about the possibility of getting there and then not being able to go right away has crossed my mind. Mm. But I think a big thing of the trail is a lot of times you got to count on that delayed gratification. Ooh, I that's so. What what day? What day does it open? You say? What what day is what day is Katahdin open? It's open on nice days. It can't <laughs> when there's bad weather. No, no, but, ba- but Baxter State Park has to be open because we've yeah, seen... Yeah, it's open now. Yeah, 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 because we've seen people. But it only opened quite recently, right. like maybe within two or three weeks, but I certainly haven't checked. Right. I, we, we, we know some people who have, uh, have summited already. Uh, shout true. out to Pinky, um, someone we met. Uh, pretty, pretty early. Yeah, on. quite well, early on. T- towards the yes, early on and at the end of Shenandoah. Our the first, beginning of the end. Right. The end of the beginning. <laughs> our fir- the end of the beginning. Yeah. 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 Really, okay. Exactly. Because um, Shenandoah was really the, our first sort of micro section, uh, if you will, of the trail. But uh, that aside, I mean, I would love to talk about that. I want to talk about Pennsylvania, particularly because Stephen is from Pennsylvania. Um, and I think, as I as I was saying in the first. 27 minutes. Pennsylvania gets this bad rap, but I think there was there there were nice sections, um, and and there were parts that were enjoyable. But I, I don't want to put my my opinions on you. Tell me uh, what you thought of your home state's uh, section. Okay, yeah, thank you for the invitation. So hiking through that particular section of Pennsylvania, the trail is different than earlier on because in Pennsylvania there's the ridge and valley system. So there are these extremely long mountain ridges with broad valleys in between them. And it's very rich and fertile in the valleys, so they do a lot of farming. But up on the hills, it's quite steep and quite rocky. And the Appalachian Trail in Pennsylvania really just followed South Mountain for, it seemed like, almost 100 miles. Mm. And then there was like a short switch off when we were crossed from uh, Carlisle. So then we got on another mountain, right? And then we just sat on the ridge for yeah. like another hundred miles. Like, yeah. So it was it was a little frustrating because while the trail is definitely very representative of what it's like to walk down the same ridge in Pennsylvania for a really <laughs> long time, I think it w- it really misses out by skipping out on the Appalachian Front, mm. which is What's in Pennsylvania. That? There's the Allegheny Plateau, which is part of the Appalachian Plateau. Okay, and so. It, there's this very steep drop off and then valley. Right. Yeah, and then we had that a on lot. the other side of the valley, that's where the actual mountains start. 
Right. So on the edge of the plateau, there are some really impressive waterfalls and some really notable mm. state parks and different game lands that people go and visit, and they're very popular. And the Appalachian Trail just completely skips that aspect right. of having right. the plateau <sighs> right next to the mountains. And so I thought it would be cool if we went on the mountains for a while and then crossed over onto the edge, onto the front, the leading edge of the plateau, mm. and saw some of these really impressive waterfalls and even had access to a lot more water. Right, that would have uh, been fun. Yeah, no, the water situation was... Was terrible. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's. that's <laughs> it was it was almost fascinating to learn. Oh, it, without, it, it, without the help, the water. Yeah, without the help. It and apparently, been. we've heard as uh, as I also mentioned earlier on the pod, but uh, we haven't talked about this yet. But apparently, they're trying to uh, get Mun to stop doing that because it's like a liability. Uh, yeah. They say. Meanwhile, the the as as Pizza Cutter said uh, through Hiker I Met, it, it's a liability that the ATC has done nothing and knows that there's no drinkable water for 20 miles <laughs> yeah. uh, because of either, you know, super fund or the way the trail is cut, all the water's down below and you're committed to staying up high. So, um, but no, that was really, uh, that was, that, that, that is exactly what the experience was like. And it's a shame to know that there were some nice things in Pennsylvania that we could have seen. Yeah. The uh, water aspect in particular yeah. is just when you look at it from like a usability standpoint, like it works out for day hikers, but it really doesn't work out for people who are trying to hike mm. all, all, like a long section. And right. really the Appalachian Trail was set up so that you can hike long sections. And I think they need to take that into account. And also, I also think that the ATC could do a lot more for the through hikers that it is. Agreed. Or, I mean, they're a large part of its user base, but as far as numbers go, like the number of day hikers is way larger than the number of through hikers. Mm. So it's hard to balance the different stakeholders. It's true. But the, the through hikers are the most strongly affected because they're committed to being out here for months and months at a time. Right. Yeah, no, so it can be really frustrating when, when things are just like, it's very difficult to camp and hike in some sections. Mm. And there just seems like it could be better set up. And if it was better set up, people would have a nicer time and maybe even more people would be able to hike the Appalachian Trail successfully. Well said. That was a humdinger. Um, so, okay, and uh, how about, talk to me about your opinion of these, 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 these darn pointy rocks, you know, okay? <laughs> through Pennsylvania? Uh, through the latter half, after Duncan, yeah. you know, where boots go so to die. Following, the, the, yeah, the, that's, the where, that's where my shoes fell apart, that's where my it's trekking tough. poles snapped because I got them caught in the rocks. Uh, but then you become a stronger through hiker because of it. I like, hope I hope that I am, but it seemed like it was a pretty dangerous section. Uh, overall, sure. I don't think there's much that can be done about the rocks because they're right there underneath. And when everybody's walking on the trail, like it, it wears it down, and eventually it just gets worn down to the pointy rocks. So why not reblaze it? You know, the AT is committed to constantly reblazing. Right? There's like a different. It's a different length every year. <laughs> they, they, they slightly like that. They slightly yeah. change it. Yeah. You know, in colder weather, it's a little shorter. and <laughs> <laughs> That's a really interesting idea. Uh, I think the main problem is, is you got to consider the, like, high impact versus low impact. So mm -hmm. it, with the way the trail's set up, it's going to be in one area for a long time. It's going to be high impact in that particular area, but they try to keep it high impact to only, like, a 10-foot-wide corridor. So if, you, if they move that 10-foot-wide corridor every single year, there would be a lot more... 
Mm. Like, the environment would get trampled all the time. Like, not just one particular section, like, consistently, but, like, the whole woods would end up getting trampled in a lot of areas. It'd be, like, a mile-wide swath of destruction. (laughs) Really, uh... Really not painting through, I guess, in the best light. (laughs) Coming in like a bulldozer. (laughs) No, but it is, you know... It, it does sort of seem, and I know this isn't exactly what you're saying, but you know the AT is getting more, more, more popular um, these days. It does seem like so. Maybe it's it's better if they keep the trail trail hard, keep numbers down. Yeah, one of the one of the principles. Yeah, is hike and camp on durable surfaces. So by doing that, you like really minimize your impact on the surrounding environment and. Through a lot of the Appalachian Trail, the areas get high use, but they tend to like grow back in relatively quickly. Mm. And so I think that, and they they put a lower value on that than in some areas, such as some of the really high peaks that have alpine, like in, in Southern California, and then also up in the Pacific Northeast, sure. Northwest. Excuse me. Yeah, I like, okay. I like that. The PNW is the, the abbreviation. So in those areas, you know, it's like everybody has to hike on the trail. Everybody has to camp on the tent surfaces or like on a big rock. And then even then it's like sometimes the big rocks have a lot of lichen and they don't want you to trample the lichen. They like it. (laughs) They love it. That stuff is also much older and grows a lot slower now. Is that that true? Sometimes. That's the only solid answer I can give you. I love it. I love it sometimes. Um, Okay, that's... that's, uh, I, I, I hear your take on the on the rocks, um, you know, I, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, Pennsylvania, as I, I think, you know, was our first sort of major test. Uh, it was a big state to accomplish, 230 miles, no joke. Um, and it took us like 18 days. Uh, yeah, was it with, was very difficult. Yeah, it was difficult. And we took a zero and for the birthday, you know, we, we yeah, had, we, we had some good, we had some good times. The, oh, the, the yeah, green certainly. The slack yeah, big I mean, shout out. Huge shout Thank out. You of course. Again. Incredible. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I don't know. I was thinking about yeah. like the balance of it just cause Pennsylvania, you, 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 you know, maybe it's just through hikers. It really wears you down. It does. It does. It, was, and it just gets worse the further you tough. go. But the it's other, tough. the other thing is, is getting up onto the Kittanini Ridge mm. for so long. It's like one of the most iconic ridges in the whole Appalachian mountains, like yeah. through Pennsylvania, especially. And then hiking into the water gap and oh, seeing amazing. it after having amazing. hiked on that same ridge yeah, for like that, a true. week. That's a great, and then that's, seeing that's the, how, the way the river just cleared right through what yeah. had been like the most formidable rocky mountain we'd had to hike on. Amazing, it, that's so, true. The, the, the cross, where you crossed the Delaware. We did, yeah. we, we crossed. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, so the Kittanini Ridge, where did that that started? I know it ended at the Delaware Water Gap, but where did it start? Not really sure. I think Palmerton? it started. No. I think it started. Yeah, Palmerton. We were on it in Palmerton for sure, but we might have been on it a little earlier. That, how about getting up out of the Lehigh Gap dude, and looking <laughs> out onto everything? That was pretty amazing. Yeah, too, you from know? the beautiful views from the super fun site yeah. off across. the I mean, the views factory. were beautiful despite the there were, being a super fun site. <laughs> the views were beautiful despite awesome. the fact yeah. that the trees were all so small they didn't block it yet. That's true. But too. it did seem like it was growing back in quite well black, since blackberry bushes too remember a lot that of black, yeah the heavy metal be. blackberries that's right oh my god those probably have such a tangy punch <laughs> they got some zing to them yeah some yeah. zinc <laughs> zing zing 
Zing Zing. Maybe I'll name the episode Zing Zing instead of Pennsylvania Pot. Uh, <laughs> that one's a good alliteration as well. So okay. So what would you rate uh, Pennsylvania for you at a ten? Zero to ten. I think Pennsylvania is like a solid six. A six. Yeah, okay. but like a solid one. A solid six. I hear yeah. you. I hear you. Ro- rocky. <laughs> yeah. A ro- not a rocky six. A solid six. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so this will be interesting, and I want to get a comparison of some other states. Massachusetts. Massachusetts was pretty good. It was just, also, just a rating. Just rating. Okay. Hit me with the out of ten. Okay. Massachusetts overall is eight out of ten. Connecticut. Connecticut's also like five. Five, but worse, worse than Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, and Maryland. Oh, Maryland was great. Maryland was like a ten out of ten. Really, really. Well, we were also hiking with your. We were hiking with the boys for, for a, a while bit, of a it bit. as well. The shelters yeah. were beautiful. We were able to stay over at Mall Brown's. Uh, That's right. Saw my parents. That's and right. Overall, it was just a really fantastic state. No complaints. Yeah, that was true. It was true. beautiful. Really there were nice Maryland. campgrounds. There was a lot of water. Yeah, a lot. A couple, of one time, we even it's were true. able to get pizza. That was great. Where did we get this at? It was just right off the road a little bit. Uh, That's okay. No worries. Oh, R- Richard is. Uh, oh, welcome, Richard. Richard is here. Man, dude, I'm bringing up that hill, man. That thing kicked my butt, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> It's it's decently high up back there, huh? It's decently far back. Yeah, yeah. I ran up there, especially by the time I got up to near the top. That like second tier of it, the second part going up the hill. It gets a lot steeper. Yeah. Wait, it, did, you, did you look across at the ski area yeah. on the other side? Uh huh. Nice. Wait. Richard, what's your thoughts about Pennsylvania? How'd you like Pennsylvania yeah, as a state? Um, when uh, hiking on the trail, what do you think? I, did, I, I think I was still getting in shape in, in early Pennsylvania, so um, some of my mileage was slow. Um, uh, I think there, when there started to be some climbs um, near uh, like Darlington Shelter. I think that's when mm. you started to have uh, pretty like, serious. Yeah, pretty good climbs. I think that I remember. Yeah, there was some. How about that drop into Port Clinton? You remember that? Yeah, that was a that, pretty, was, that was a pretty heavy drop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was, was that was really steep. Blown away. <laughs> That's something I, I wouldn't like to do the other way. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're coming out of Palmerton. We were just talking about that one, the Lehigh Gap. Yeah, but beautiful. I mean, the 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 site was beautiful. No. Yeah. But you know that was you you heard about that super fun site down there though. Yeah. The zinc pile. Yeah. Yeah, I think my originally I, I had done the climb, so I thought about taking the alternate route, but I ended up doing the uh, the climb again. So <laughs> <laughs> double climb. Well, thank you for your uh, your take on that. We appreciate yeah. appreciate getting you on the pod. <laughs> I've been trying to get other other hikers, so it's yeah, this it's, is great. It's a lot of fun, and we're at this crazy secret hostel in this crazy barn. Yeah, huge, humongous barn. <laughs> by all all accounts amazing barn yeah. um, all right everybody well uh, th- that'll be all for the pod hope you hope you enjoyed and uh, we'll catch you on the next one <laughs>